Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Hello everybody, welcome to episode whatever we decide to number this along the progress. 102 maybe? Uh, maybe. We got Comic Con at 101. This might come out the week after. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else saved oh. at this point. No, we do not. And according to the schedule that we posted on Twitter and on the Instagram, this is going to be September. And I don't have any September schedules yet. So <laughs> the last week was the 20. Uh, what would that be? 14 days from the 12th. Because it's my birthday on the 12th, so that's how I know it's on a Sunday. So what, the 26th? Yeah, so the last last episode, last week, 26th, so that was the last day of the schedule. Yeah. So this is, you know, brand new territory. You should see the schedule coming up, though, um, in a couple days, once we figure... <laughs> once we have some, a plan in mind. <laughs> Usually what we do. All right, so this episode, I've been looking forward to this one for... Months quite, and months, maybe a year. Some time. <laughs> yeah, I, I started talking about this... Um, about a year ago, after I heard the the music of Zelda that mm-hmm. we did, uh, and then the uh, Mario Kart and the Halloween episode that we yeah. had with the the Mario Spooky Mario Spooky Mario, I was like, you know what, we this is personally one of my favorite style of episodes that we do, mm-hmm. and it happens to be one of the the higher downloaded uh, episodes yeah. was the Zelda one. And so I think there's a lot of traction, and people do like the music uh, for these. Uh, I had an idea, and I was going to save it for uh, when we're live, so I can you know, throw it out there, oh. and we can make it official. How about we also branch off and start, you know, grabbing composers mm-hmm. of movies and like movie scores, like movie scores, and so we can grab Michael Giacchino, yeah, and say, okay, so here's Incredibles. Here's Incredibles 2. Here's... <laughs> Lost. He Lost. There, here's uh, Medal of Honor, the video game that oh, he I did. I didn't realize he did that. Uh, yeah. Then, oh, Rogue One. Yeah. At Star Trek. <laughs> like, right. I mean, we could even, you know, have J.J. Abrams on. No, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Interview J.J. Abrams. <laughs> we couldn't get Michael Giacchino. Oh, we got J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Uh, so what do you think about that? How do That's we, a good idea. Yeah, we can do that because I'm a huge fan of uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Um, and if we do John Williams, John Williams it's really just going to be Star Wars and uh, uh, Indiana Jones. And Back to the Future. And, oh, yeah, Back to the Future. And Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, that's right. It was John Williams. Uh, and... Like okay, so we have done a Star Wars episode, or we do talk Star Wars stuff. But I always feel awkward thinking about potentially coming up with an episode for, let's say, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones was so long ago, yeah. And so I feel like, oh yeah, guys, Indiana Jones episode, cool. <laughs> uh, but but this is a way that we could revisit those movies Good again, idea. and we just do the scores. So I figured I'd toss it out there, make it official. I uh listening to NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and he had Michael Giacchino on there. And nice. I was like, you know what? This is a pretty solid podcast from them because they just, you know, splice together episodes and, you know, kind of replay them on, well, listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we can go through the music Yeah, because we can't really play the movie in the background, but we can play the music and then talk about the movie in between yeah. here if we want. That's a good yeah, idea. so I was like, okay, so this, uh, you know, he was doing this in his life. Who's he? We basically spotlight these composers. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time people are like, oh yeah, the movies. We, we know Chris Pratt. We know <laughs> Zoe Zaldana. But do you know who Alan Silvestri is? Yeah. Or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, just 
Wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So we are doing the music of Final Fantasy. A game I have not played. A game? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why I put Dustin in charge. Because usually I'm the one that picks up the music. But Yeah. So I nerded out a lot for this. Like, absolutely nerded out. I have a lot of documentation. I was like, music for Final Fantasy 1 through 15. Let's do it all in one episode. It'll be 15 hours long. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? No, let's let's just break it down. Uh, and I found a really good a good place to split. They switched uh, composers after the sixth one, mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, well, then we'll just do one through six for now. And, and that's we... also when it gets into like the next gen. Absolutely. Yep. Because uh, I initially looked at it as okay. Well, he's they they go to uh, seven on Sony because. Mm-hmm. Nintendo couldn't handle three-dimensional graphics at that time. And so they rushed to the compact disc, and Sony offered them a deal, so they went there. Yep. So that's a good stopping point right there. And that just happened to have changed the composer. Yeah. So uh, I was like, yeah, I would be remiss if I stopped there. Uh, so Final Fantasy is a science fiction and fantasy media franchise created by... Horonobo Sakaguchi. That, that's Sakaguchi. it. Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi. <laughs> Sakaguchi. Uh, and developed and owned by Square Enix, which is formerly just Square. The franchise centers on a series of fantasy and science fantasy role-playing games or RPGs. The first game in the series, published in 1987. That's the year I was born. Oh. Look at that. Was conceived by Sakaguchi as his last... It ditch effort in the gaming industry. He's basically on his way out the door because... What was he doing before Final Fantasy? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to look that up while you read the rest of this. Alright, sounds good. Uh, it was a success and then spawned a lot of sequels, obviously, since there's 15 of them. And then there's what, Chrono Trigger and Tactics yeah. and uh, Kingdom Hearts. and Yeah, they, this put Square on the map, pretty much. Definitely. Alright, so the series has since branched into other games such as tactical role-playing, action role-playing, massive multiplayer online, racing, third-party shooters, fighting, rhythm games. The franchise also branched out to other media including films, anime, manga, or manga, and uh, novels. So, the... They actually did a CGI film for Final Fantasy VII called Advent Child. Um, Amazing. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the graphics look amazing. But mm-hmm. I have not seen the movie. Yeah, they revamped the uh, the music for it and, you know, threw it together. It, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, so Hironobu Sakaguchi is a Japanese video game designer, director, producer, writer, and film director. He is best known for the, being the creator of Final Fantasy, right. which he conceived the original concept for the first title, Final Fantasy, and also directed several later... Uh, entries in the franchise and has had a long career in gaming with over a hundred million units of video games sold worldwide. He left Square Enix and founded a studio called Mistwalker in 2004. Uh, Mistwalker had games like Blue Dragon, uh, Lost Odyssey, Terra Battles, and things like that. It's right. uh, pretty big in Japan. Alright, so when whenever you purchase, I think if you could purchase the Final Fantasy games now or you download them, you'll get one and two together. And oh, yeah. called like the Dawn of Souls combination. Uh, so I just grouped those uh, up together. So for Final Fantasy One uh, and Final Fantasy Two, the music for them were composed by uh, Nubuo 
Uh, Umatsu. Yeah, I'm the the best at pronouncing things. <laughs> Japanese names. And, uh, names to yeah, they're the best. Uh, people, like, on forums and YouTube comments basically have said that he is Final Fantasy. Uh, the music for it and everything. He like set the groundwork that they've mm-hmm. been building off since the first one. Yeah. Uh, he, they basically pitched him and stuff, and there's a story about that, so we'll get into that. He would compose, uh, he would be the composer for seven Final Fantasy games. Uh, that would not include Final Fantasy VII. The tactics came out before right. that, so he did the score for that. Uh, Final Fantasy was released in 87, as I stated before. Final Fantasy II was released in 1988, so a year later. So when uh, Uematsu was working at a music rental shop in Tokyo, a woman working in the arts department of Square, which would later become Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix, <laughs> Asked if he would be interested in creating music for some of the titles they were working on, and he agreed. Umatsu considered it as a side job and did not believe it would become any sort of a full-time job. He said it was a way of making money on the side while also keeping his part-time job at the music rental shop. Before joining Square, he composed music for television commercials. Uh, That's noted in Wikipedia by number two. I don't have the source. (laughs) While working at Square, he met Final Fantasy creator Sakaguchi, who asked him if he wanted to compose music for some of his games. While Matas, uh, Umatsu agreed to, Saga, agreed to it, Sakaguchi gave him a few instructions, such as the game needed a battle music, he needed a town music, but left, a, you know, left the rema- remainder of the composing to, uh, Umatsu. Aside from informing him of the specific technical limitations of the Famicom, several pieces from the Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2 have been reused in different forms throughout the series, including the prelude, which we're going to be listening to, opening theme, which we're going to be listening to, the battle theme, which we're going to be listening to, the victory theme, which we're going to be listening to, and the chocobo theme, which we will be listening to. Which we will be listening to. (laughs) In that order? Um... Prelude, opening, overworld. That's uh, I have something else that's not on here. Battle, chocobo, and fanfare. Those are that's the order that I'm going to be listening to. It. Uh, All right. Just to fill this dangling thread, the Wikipedia says before Final Fantasy, uh, he was working on several NES games that failed to become major hits. So we're not going to really know what they are. There's a list, and it's like Death Trap, Death Trap 2, Cruise Chaser, Blasty, <laughs> King's Knight, 3D World Runner, Rad Racer, and a couple other ones. But it's like obviously, they didn't become hit, so I don't know what any of those are. Right, right, right. Uh, and then for the other ones, I just have like little itty-bitty uh, side note stories that I can get to eventually. But we're going to jump in to the preludes. So the prelude is essentially the, I wouldn't say it's the title track, but it's what you get when you turn it on. Uh, you know, you're sitting at a splash screen. Yeah, it feels like some of the backstory or just mm-hmm. like some of the gameplay. Yeah, and so this is, when I think of Final Fantasy, I think of this this tune. because It's the first thing you hear. Yeah, it's the first thing that you hear. So we're going to listen to the Final Fantasy one. Uh, I will have to maybe make some adjustments because they get quieter the, the <laughs> newer that they get, but here is the first one. Basically, just goes on for this for 
the entire time, and then later they actually have more music that goes along oh, with cool. it. Kind so. of f- feels like you're falling into a dream or something, but mm-hmm. I mean it's fantasy, so it's fitting. Yeah, for sure. All right, so then we're gonna get to number two. Uh, so this is roughly the same time period, just a year later. So this is still out for NES, uh, but oh, it's a little nicer. It is. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: This was not originally released in America. Oh yeah, you mentioned that on the last episode, maybe. Yeah, just messing around with some of the things, but yeah, uh, Final Fantasy One was released both UK or uh, US and Japan. Japan. Final Fantasy 2 and yeah, no, Final Fantasy 2 was over there. Final Fantasy 3 was released in both, but it was released as number 2 here. Yeah. And then 3 4 or 4 5 were released in Japan, and then 6 was released in uh, 6 was released here and there, and then that was number six, uh, 3. <laughs> wow. So Finding music for this was really tough because they were like, Final Fantasy 2, yay! I'm like, but that's the same music as 3, what? <laughs> so I was like, oh man. It's kind of what they did with the first Mario. Like, yeah. Mario 2 is a different than the Japanese Mario 2. It's the Lost Levels in America, and it came out like on the SNES way later. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They get all the cool stuff over <laughs> yeah. there, especially with the Nintendo games. All right, here's number three. I think this was part when it starts getting quieter. Uh, 3 came out in 1990, I believe. Still on the NES. Yeah, still on the NES. It's like kind of slowed down. Yeah, they slowed down, yeah. Definitely a little bit more dreamier. Yeah. It kind of removed some of those high chiming notes from the original. Mm -hmm. And you still have the high points to it, but... I feel like this is just easier to listen yeah. to than <laughs> you know. as high pitch. Yeah, it's like this versus this. <laughs> it's just like and then there's a yeah. So it's basically just the I feel like different chops. So it's just like playing on the keyboard do 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 or flows a little better. Yeah. Um Final Fantasy 4 uh, was released for the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. in 1991. So here's this one. I believe this one's really quiet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, not much I could do with the controls. Yeah, I can't really get it any louder. Because if I have, if I turn this up, then the other ones are gonna be <laughs> booming. But it's roughly the same as yeah. three. Yeah. It does. Yeah. What's the Year difference, two years? Yeah, no, one, year. Uh, one year. yeah. So, yeah, it hasn't improved much, even though it went to a different system. Right, and I feel like that was just enough for them not to make that drastic of a change in the music, because they're like, oh, we're in, we're bigger cartridges now, yeah. and, you know, using up more, you know, memory, but then you can tell there's a difference with five. No, definitely. I feel like just the technology is yeah. updated. It almost sounds like it has strings in it now. Mm-hmm. It's like they updated what you know instrument that they were using, and this came out in '92. And then six, as everybody says, is probably the best Final Fantasy one, or between this time period. 
even more slowed down. Yeah, they do keep slowing it down more and more. It definitely sounds like a piano. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a little bit more volume. I'll have to turn it down though when we get back, we'll back. to Final Fantasy 1. So, I don't know, I just, I feel that they're, they're aiming for that dream state that mm -hmm. you, you stated, but they're just trying to get there. <laughs> I think. And then finally you're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But then 7 just completely destroys that, and 7's no, a little bit more high, like, you know, get hyped up and, you know, like jazz that you're playing Final Fantasy. So, uh, those go on for several minutes and they start playing actual, uh, actual tunes. That's uh, cool. So, that's always good. Um... There's a little side notes in here uh, for Final Fantasy 4 and 5. Uh, Umatsu had noted that the, the process of composing was excruciating, involving trial and error, and requiring the sound staff to spend several nights in sleeping bags at the oh, Square man. Company headquarters. He blamed much of the problem on the fact that this was the first soundtrack to use the new Super Famicom hardware, as opposed to the previous soundtracks composed for the Famicom. I heard something the other day that the original SNES cartridges where the basically could hold the same amount of memory as the NES cartridges, so they couldn't even like upgrade the music very much because there mm -hmm. wasn't enough room until they got advanced technology years later. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one one thing that I think that uh, Nintendo was lacking was storage mm -hmm. and memory for those systems, and that's why PlayStation took off with the compact the disc. disc. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we're gonna go to the opening. Um, this is also like a, a very familiar track. Uh, it really just depends on you know what game that you're playing, where you're you can hear this. Okay. So let me volume down. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna get loud here. Yeah, so. it's gonna get super loud again. Uh, but here is Final Fantasy One. Final Fantasy Two did not have one. It just it was just really weird oh, that they weird. just didn't have a title like a, a title <laughs> like track. Or, yeah. yeah, title track opening theme. So here's Final Fantasy One, and I'll just jump to three. It's basically the music you get when you start the game. Yeah, I recognize this song even though I've never played the game. Yeah. yeah, this is like when I was playing it and streaming it. This is a song that I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you know, this easily sounds just like the prelude with the higher pitch yeah. and everything. And later it gets more drawn out, I think. Uh, no Final Fantasy 2, so we're just going to skip that, because three. for whatever reason they just didn't make one. <laughs> Sad people, but we're going on the 3, and it's going to be a huge jump. Oh yeah, it's a totally different song. Yeah. But you could, there's a little bit of similarities yeah. later. Like callbacks? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally, it's, yeah, this is one of the songs that they did update, and then they went back to, um... There it is. Yep. <laughs> so, just had, like, a little intro for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the theme. Yeah, and they do that. It's just, I don't know. This was, this one was really hard piecing together what the opening themes were, mm -hmm. because people's ideas, title tracks, opening themes, preludes, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> 
it's not all the same thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite songs in here. It's one of the easier listening to, other than like specific character themes. Uh, like Sid's character theme is amazing. Yeah. And he's in every single one, but it's it's hard because three and four don't have a specific Sid theme. And, but he's there. He's, you know, they're uh, basically all at the uh, either the airport or the airlift theme that you're, you know, when you're on okay. the boat, that's what you're here. On a boat. On a boat. <laughs> Here's number four. Yeah, I can tell this is SNES now. Yeah. The sound is improved. So this is the intro part to it. Then it goes back to the old style. Yeah. So you're basically amping up. You're like, yeah! And then that's the theme! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's very similar to Link to the Past, like, opening theme. Mm-hmm. Or overworld I- theme. They probably play some similarities, yeah. you know. Like you go from Final Fantasy One, you got this theme, and then another game that's out roughly at the same time. You're like, "Wow, I, I like the way that that flowed. Yeah. Let's get something like that going." And there's nothing wrong with that. It's working for them. Yeah. And we have this. We just got to make it flow here. Um, I don't know the exact time frames of Link versus. Yeah, I'm not sure which came Final out first. Fantasy, or but any of that. Yeah. And then we have Final Fantasy V. That sounds like the prelude. Yep. Now it's getting into that, but it's like more like string plucky. Yeah. And I like it a lot. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, oh, so you're going from the title track of playing the... And then you start with this, and you go do 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 do, like a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Though. Oops. So it's, you can hear it still. Yeah, it's got the same yeah notes, just a kind of different style. Mm-hmm. And then here's six. Whoa. It's like a battle game. Yeah. Like I said, this is really hard for me to grab a lot of the opening themes for <laughs> these ones. <laughs> this is literally nothing yeah. to do with the other ones. <laughs> but it's also like 11 minute song, so it could eventually get there. Yeah. But I don't have any, I was hoping that I would have a little bit more control of what was playing. Yeah, you can pick like this, just this section of the yeah. song to play because it sounds like the other songs. Yeah. So this could be like a boss battle. <laughs> I know. And I haven't played, I haven't played six. Mm. I haven't, I mean, I played it, but I haven't, like, I didn't start it. I just kind of jumped in when mm. the other people were playing it. And so then it starts. Are we yeah, getting there? Now it sounds more like the Are other. we getting there? Are we getting there? I don't know. That's, <laughs> we're about two minutes into it. Um. <laughs> And just, it's really good because I'm pretty sure that you, when you start the game, you start off in conflict because that's what oh. you do in seven. You start off in conflict. It's the, the prelude opening theme slash bombing theme because you go and you plant a bomb and, you know, you're right into the combat immediately. Hop off the train hmm. and then you're going. Um, 
So for Final Fantasy V, a little note on that. Umatsu had originally calculated the game that the game would require more than 100 pieces of music, but managed to reduce the number to 56. He had stated that he developed the idea for the music by first reading through the script, creating the titles for all the tracks, and then composing melodies to match the themes of the story and titles. Umatsu uh, felt that the sound of the or felt that the sound quality of the soundtrack for Final Fantasy V was much better than that of Final Fantasy IV. Hmm. He also claimed that the result uh, resulted in the soundtrack re- release requiring two CDs as opposed to the one CD required for the Final Fantasy IV soundtrack, which is awesome. I have all these songs, but I don't have them on disc. Yeah. Um, so since uh, six was. Uh, Interesting. Uh, do you want to go to the battle? Because we're kind of battling, yeah. or do you want to uh, overworld? I think we'll just do battle. And that while, that wh- song led directly into a battle. Like. Yeah, while we... Uh, <laughs> I'll turn it back down, because oh, yeah. that would be uh, disastrous. But we're going to go right into the battle. So this is... Uh, the the battle theme for Final Fantasy is always fun. It's always turn-based, and uh, you pick what target you were attacking, and you did your ability. And so just think about that while you're listening to this. Mmm. Because it's like a turn-based. Yeah. Uh, fighting. <laughs> so your, sc- your screen would start flashing, and then this music would start playing, you're like, yes! <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, find some. Fight. And uh, most of these tracks have multiples. So Battle 1, Battle 2, yeah. uh, boss battle themes, final boss battle themes. Uh, but I'm just sticking with the main battle theme that you would come across a, a monster in the in the woods. It's Final Fantasy 2. When you yeah. come across the monster. Yeah. So, so it almost sounds like someone's like, <laughs> Jack Black, right? Yeah, He's like, it is. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Spooky Mario yeah, a little bit. Is. Like you're in a uh, haunted castle or something. Yeah. Final Fantasy 3. Add bass to it. Yeah. Drums. <laughs> it's, it's That's like, cool. Yeah, it's very... Um, it still has a like, Victorian organ kind of sound to it, though. Yeah. And that sounds a lot like a, a synthesized drum kit. Mm, yeah. Because it's just perfectly... <laughs> but you can tell, just vamp up the... The style of music and getting like pumped up. I'm hoping that six is just like balls to the yeah. ball battle theme. That's what we're that's what we're hoping for. Uh, number four is basically what led to Final Fantasy VII's battle theme. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a, that bass line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this one is a little bit more, I think, fantastical yeah, compared yeah. to the the three. I don't think a lot of people liked threes. Oh, I, I, I liked it. I'm a drummer. I like it. <laughs> All right, we're going to five. 
very similar. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a race car scene or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, okay. standing on top of the cars fighting. <laughs> Got ducks this, yeah. ducks that. It's kind of ampy. You like feel like amped up by it. And it's completely different than all the other ones, but there's still those notes mm-hmm. that sound a lot like the, what we were doing. So, all right, now six. This better be just better blow our minds. Yeah, there's a little techno in it. Yeah. Kind of change things up a little bit, a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Just follow the similar pattern to the mm-hmm. last one. I feel like let's get my heart rate going. Yeah. All right. So after the battle. There's always victory music. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. If, unless you lose. Unless you lose. I don't have the game over sounds. Those are too sad. <laughs> and they were never the same. Like, some of them didn't have game overs, and some of them did. Uh, but it's more of like... <laughs> you lose. Start over. Uh, but they call this a victory fanfare or just fanfare. So... Uh, this is always exciting after you collect your, you know, your coin or whatever and experience. It's quick. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, I am not ready because it's blow your eardrums out. I gotta turn it down. Alright, here we go. Final Fantasy 1. Okay. (laughs) It's like a celebration. Mm -hmm. But it's always that beginning part that is like the part it's good for everything i've definitely heard that before yeah but that i think that one is uh for for the first one that's the very like a very i don't know fantastical i keep using that word but yeah, it's like I that mean, it is the yeah it's basically like someone going through a keyboard, <laughs> spamming their fingers. Hitting every key all the way down. Yeah, and it's like it's just it's masterful. I like it. Here we go with the Final Fantasy two. I think this one kind of calms down just a little bit. So it doesn't quite sound like they're mashing yeah. keys along the way. It's just like they pick and choose their keys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one I like more. You know, I like a. It's like listening to Beethoven versus listening to Chopin. You're right. like. They both have their positive points, like yeah, they definitely yeah. So, Depends on what you're in the mood for that day. I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you think three's gonna sound like it? Three's been really the odd duck. I, probably not. <laughs> we'll see. No, <laughs> almost the exact same as last. Yeah. But the the good news is that beginning part, the part that everyone recognizes, yeah, doesn't change. Yep. So it's good. Boots and pants in here. Boots and pants and boots and pants (laughs) and. Yeah, for sure. Four. Here we go. This is the any super nest. Switch to horns. Yeah, this one's more of like an orchestral mm-hmm. sound to it, but it's you know, similar. 
Similar, similar, similar. Here we go with the five. Yeah. And this is the theme for Final Fantasy VII. It's basically four, just mm -hmm. redone. Uh, and then six. I am expecting this one to, like, just, like, rock out. Yeah. <laughs> More of the techno you want. Yeah, this reminds me of F Zero. Did you ever play that? Yeah, that's like that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. F Zero yeah. would be like that high speed on top of a cars. You see blue lights yeah. go in. Yeah, like power, power, power. Let's see. I have no nope no notes for six. Just that it's you know like power. Uh, I was putting dashes in here for the ones we. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did cut some of these out that were there. Uh, we're going to open world theme. So this is the the theme that they play when you're not in the town, you're not in a battle, yeah. you're just kind of walking around. Uh, they have different names for their uh, continents that they're I was on. High rule field, but uh, I yeah. don't know what it's called in Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's, they don't really have a specific name for everything. You just call it the overworld. They have. They don't even have them. They're not even named in Final Fantasy One, and then Final Fantasy Two. They're named, and they're different. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven was a specific name, but none of them really ever followed that. <laughs> I read the name of it. Like well, I'm not doing a Final Fantasy Seven episode. Or I yeah. wouldn't know the name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but it was gonna blow eardrums. Here we go. I'm gonna drop it down a little bit. So here's Final Fantasy One's open world theme. So it kind of reminds me of like Pokemon's open world thing. Oh yeah. You're just kind of like chilling. Doing your thing <laughs> you're just walking to the next place. It has to be, yeah, it has to be a song that you don't mind listening to over and over again because you're going to hear it a lot usually. Yeah. And the repeat is not that annoying. Mm. and just seamless and it goes into it. Uh, Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy Two did have that uh, that castle-y sound yeah. to it. I feel like the world was under dark times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was also kind of hard to like figure out which tracks to use for that. And luckily, I found these. Uh, YouTube videos that put them all together, mm -hmm. and you can click on whichever ones you want. And I just went down to the comment section and looked for the title track, and then I skimmed through nice. everything to add it. But it's like these open world themes, like of uh, a couple of these I didn't play, so like I don't. This is not what I remember. Mm -hmm. But like one and two, I'm like oh yeah, like two, I don't know, one, yeah, that's what I know. Three. Like, I don't know if I could walk around... No, it seems more... Too high energy to just, like, walk in. Yeah. Am I on a bus? <laughs> on a bicycle or something? Yeah. Uh, I just... I don't know. I just... I, this one is... Doesn't make me want to play the game. Like, the first one, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, that's not bad as I'm walking mm -hmm. through. I can almost tune it out. This one is just... So much energy. Yeah. yeah. It's more, yeah. more noise instead of, like, the yeah. other ones where it's just, yeah. like... So I'm like, oh, did I did I enter a battle? <laughs> what happened? All right, sound up for four. 
this stuff is quiet. No damage. Yeah, so you're... I guess when you exit town, this starts up, and then it gets up, and then you're just walking through. Uh, it seems like a big overture style of theme. Like, I just can't imagine walking around yeah. the town with this. Unless this is, you know, played much quieter under everything. You know, tone it down. We're listening to it a decent volume. Well, you shouldn't have turned it up. <laughs> Let's turn it down, then. It does seem more like sprawling, like the environment would be a lot what you'd more expect in a modern game than like an SNES game or NES yeah, game. For sure. Alright, we're going to five. Let me turn this back up. There we go. I like that little drum beat. See, I can walk around town <laughs> yeah. this. Kinda add some you know, like strolling music, yeah. but then something to keep up the pace. Or like marching music. Yeah. You're like, I can, I can march to this. <laughs> I can walk to this, you know? And it's, it's not over powerful like the other theme, the other couple things mm-hmm. you're like, wow, why is this playing in the background? <laughs> this is kind of quiet enough that I can feel something's going on here. Yeah. And doing stuff, you know? You can feel free to explore and not like you're being attacked or watched or <laughs> being rushed around. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Alright, and then six. I'm expecting something powerful here, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Ooh, a flute action. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> I I could totally walk yeah. around to this. So let's, let's, I'm going to turn this one down. So this is what we would be hearing it as walking through the town, or walking uh, outside of the town. I like that. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Definitely like the flute. Whatever instrument that is. I think yeah. it's a flute. Flute, clarinet, one of those wood. wood. <laughs> <laughs> something has a reed. Yeah. Double reed. Yeah. The, something. <laughs> Uh, but that w- that actually ended much better than I was anticipating. I was, I was expecting something like yeah, it was <laughs> it was like pretty low key, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, um, that would be what prelude, opening, overworld, battle, fanfare. There's one more left that I have on here, and they basically have turned themselves uh, into the unofficial, kind of official mascot of the Final Fantasy series. Uh, they were introduced in Final Fantasy II. So I do not have anything for Final Fantasy 1 because they didn't exist. But these are the lovely chicken-styled birds. It's kind of like Yoshi with a beak. Yeah, Yoshi with a beak. You can ride them, you can breed them, you can sell them, you can do whatever. There's a forest of them, or there's whatever you can do with them. There's many different colors of them, as you found out in Final Fantasy 7, when you were like, I'm racing my chocobos, what color is the best? The golden <laughs> one's the best, or the black one's the best. Is there one just called Chocobo Tales, one of the games? Yeah, there's, they actually spawned off and did their only, uh, like, a spin-off of it. Funny. Yeah, so there's no first one, so we're jumping right into Final Fantasy 2. And this, these are, the best part of the game is, like, when you do the side missions, they do the Chocobo stuff. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't affect the gameplay at all, but it kind of gives you something to do More with the yeah. yeah. Exploring, so. Yeah, for sure. So here we go. 
side quests. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And the high pitch stuff, like, makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like a chick, 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 chick. Yeah, he can almost hear it, like, clicking, whatever they do. Yeah. So then we're going to Final Fantasy 3. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I was like, it's different. No, no. Same. The same. Nothing's really changed. Just added like a little accent notes to it, but it's really mm-hmm. overall the same. Yeah, not mad about it. Turn this up a little bit. There we go. Mm-hmm. You can tell this is for the Super NES. Yeah. And it's the same theme, just on a better. Better sound card. Yeah, it's better sound card, better, you know, sound instruments or, you know, whatever technology that they use. The Famicom, Super Famicom. Yeah, it's that little 8 bit. Boops and beeps. Now we got 16. Yeah, but this just gets me, like, in a cheerful mm-hmm. mood. Yeah. And five. Ooh. And there's the thing. <laughs> I always like to add a little bit extra intro to them. But yeah, they had a little thing into it, whatever that noise is. It's like a didgeridoo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Still very, like, horns section, mm-hmm. brass section added. Yeah, it's not bad. And six, I'm almost afraid that they're going to ruin yeah. it. <laughs> Sirens going on. <laughs> That's interesting. Back to the theme that yep. we know. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a rave yeah, now. Yeah. Where's the glow sticks? <laughs> this is back to like that Victorian style mm-hmm. thing from the original game. Yeah, so it's it's like they brought back the harpsichord mm-hmm. for this. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's one of the, it's one of my favorite ones by then. Uh, so, yeah, we have, uh, there's a lot of themes to it. Uh, they went from like having 20 tracks to 50 oh, tracks. God, to they do one at 100, but you only yeah. got 56. Mm-hmm. And then they started, you know, when they, when they started naming the characters, they all got their own. Then they started getting songs. their own theme songs. Yeah. So like in the first one, you didn't, you just, you named them whatever you mm-hmm. wanted, but it only could be like four characters or whatever. And then, you know, you picked Thief, White Mage, Black mm-hmm. Mage, Red Mage, Fighter. And then that was it, you know. And you were the Heroes of the Light, you know, the Light Warriors. Then, you know, two, you start getting names. And so, yeah, definitely get themes uh, after that, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a YouTube video of, like, the top 25 Final Fantasy tracks, and a couple of them are themes. Like, individual themes. In- character individual themes. character themes from, like, 7 and on. And one of my favorite ones is Sephiroth, but we're not going to get into that one because Sephiroth is a uh, Final Fantasy 7 character. Uh, we'll get to that next time, I yeah, guess. for sure. And I think, 
we might just do one <laughs> per yeah, just episode. Seven. seven. We're going to do seven. And then this one's going to be eight. And then, then, then nine. Because seven and nine are my two favorite ones. Do the characters carry over? So, like, their theme stays the same for, like, seven, eight, nine? Uh, no. Okay. Because you you were not the same character. The only uh, Final Fantasy that had a sequel was ten. ten. And had ten, two. And so those characters... So we could do those in the same episode, basically. Yeah, yeah definitely. Probably have my brother on fucking love 10 I don't, <laughs> I don't get it he had 10 and he had 10 too and he was all about it and I was like I can't like there's an underwater football soccer game <laughs> I don't know dude. like I forget the name of it but I was like I can't do this I'm like I'll stick to my original stuff <laughs> I'll handle that um as stated uh last week if you were listening we we're just kind of like shooting the shit um Final Fantasy is one is one of those games that if you don't have a guide it's like impossible to beat without some kind of somebody telling you what to do. Right. So it's, it's basically listed as one of the top games that it's uh, not impossible to beat, but you know if you go blind, you're not going to finish the game. Yeah. So which I like because not everyone can beat it. Yeah. Be part of uh, that's specific. how it was like back on the now any game everybody can beat most likely unless it's mm-hmm. like indie games they they're allowed to make those difficult but yeah so back yeah. on the NES. You could just throw whatever out there. <laughs> right, right. If you've uh you seen uh Ready uh Player One? Ready Player One? No. Okay. There's a there's a part in there, this is not a spoiler or anything, where they talk about, you know, Easter eggs for a video game mm-hmm. and they start listing off these games that are basically impossible to beat, or if you do beat, you're not really beating the game because yeah. you didn't find Easter eggs. And that's how I feel about, you know, like Final Fantasy or even Zelda, the original yeah. Link, uh, uh, not Link to the Past, but before that one, Legend, of Zelda. Legend yeah. of Zelda. There's a lot of stuff in there that if you didn't get it or yeah. discover it, you wouldn't have known that it was there. Right. Or without somebody telling you. So that's just, that's, I think, one of my favorite parts about these games. And a lot of my, uh, when I was, you know, teaching and making uh, graphics games with Pi uh, mm-hmm. as two-dimensional. A lot of the things that I taught were based off the graphics from Final Fantasy One nice. and Two and uh, Link and all that stuff. So it's it's fun. It's been a huge part of you know I don't say a huge part of my life, but a decent part of my life. So uh, it was fun going through the music for that. Um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of additional notes because this isn't a Final Fantasy episode. This it's is a music episode. A music episode. So we do have, is this it? We have two out beers? We have in beer and an out beer. Oh, this one's German, but it's brewed here in town? Or not in town, in but. Town. It's um, northern Indiana. Nice. I don't remember the city. I'll find yeah. it. I think it's Michigan City, maybe. Maybe. All right. So for our in beer, we have the. New Oberfaz <laughs> Brewing Company. Um, this one is the German Pills. Gnomes from the Black Forest overtook the brewery for a period of time in 2016. This is what they did while we were knocked unconscious. So good, we've brewed it every month since they did this to us. Griffith, Indiana. Griffith. There you go. It's 5.2 ABV, 35 IBUs. A little bit about the brewing company. Uh, New Oberfalls Bruin takes its name from a district in Bulgaria called the Uberfalls or the Upper Palestine. Palad, what? Palatine? <laughs> I don't know. 
I was thinking Palestine, but that's not it. It's Palatinate. Oh, Palatinate. Upper Palatinate. <laughs> Whatever. The Oberpals is located in the northeast corner of Bulgaria, uh, Bavaria, and is comprised of the frontier between Nuremberg, uh, Germany, and the German-Czech border. It is a rugged landscape rich in the brewing history and home to many great beers. Our founder comes from a Bavarian family that hailed from the Oberpfalz. The brewery was commissioned on December 12, 2014. We released our first beers in January 2015. We specialize in German ales and lagers, but maintain a roster of esoteric beer styles. You can visit our tap room or find our beer in better liquor stores, <laughs> gourmet grocery stores, taverns, and restaurants throughout northern Indiana, where we self-distribute our own beer. So you can't get it down here in Indy, but I was up in Chicago, so that's how I got this beer. Right, yeah, you did make that trip up there, and yeah. you were like, I went to Maryville! Yeah, and stopped at the biggest liquor store I've ever seen, and picked up beers from Indiana there. Nice. Alright, well, let's... Uh, Pop this open and see what it tastes like. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we have the beer in front of us. Why did you choose this beer? Well, originally I just bought it because I thought the bottle was cool. Right. And well, you're like, your wife likes gnomes. Yeah, so. she, yeah, she collected gnomes there for a while, so this bottle has, like, gnome guys in the forest, mushrooms, the, uh, one's drinking beer, the other one looks like he's singing. Yeah. It's very fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, once I had it, I was like, oh, we're doing a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. episode. These guys are kind of fantastical. Yeah. That's... Yeah, the bottle is interesting. It's just a regular brown bottle with a smaller label. Yeah. I don't really see the name of the brewery anywhere on there. Maybe it's a small little, little circle there. logo. And it's hard to read. Yeah. The new Obra Falls Brewing Company. And it also says we brew our German style pills to be crisp, clean, tasting beer. And it's got their address on there. Nice. It's a all around nice label. Yeah. Boring bottle, you know, but nice little label. And I think all of their labels are kind of this style of this art style because they had a couple other ones mm-hmm. like the Hellas lot and uh, I don't know a few other ones but this one had the coolest label okay let's take a look at the color yeah. do I need to call it turn the light on nah so look at the ones and the twos yeah it's it's up there for sure it's very light uh, so what like a Pichu Pale or a C3PO <laughs> gold <laughs> yeah I'd probably go with a two on this one I've seen lighter yeah probably go might with... just be because it's a little darker in here but yeah, I think the C-3PO would work. Yeah. I would go with that one. The golden armor of the C-3PO. Um, I'm not going to smell it. Well, I am. But, like, I'll tell you right now, when I was pouring it, it kind of smelled like your normal German-style yeah. beers. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, it smells like what you would expect a beer to smell like. Yep, all those uh, Brahaus <laughs> ones oh, yeah. you had. Yeah. The, the Hoffers and all that stuff. So, uh, let's just get to the drinking. Yes, definitely. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, for as far as lagers go, they're not my favorite style of beer, but this one's, like, crisp and clean, just like the bottle says, and it's got, like, yeah. a little sweet flavor to it. Yeah, you'd, you'd anticipate, like, a little bit of that smell getting into mm-hmm. what you're tasting, and you might get that up front just a little bit, but the, while you're drinking, it's very crisp, very smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't find anything on Beer Advocate, so we don't have any snobby reviews. Uh, you couldn't find anything on Rapier no. either. 
I got it on Untapped though. All right. It's got 185 ratings and a 3.72 average. So that's pretty high for. Yeah. I mean. For high, sure. Above average. You know, a lot of people are just checking in. They're not even. I don't see any comments, but I'm not logged in, so I can't see yeah. all of them. I mean, I feel like this is a very good like summer drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Just you know, out. Uh, in front of your garage, sitting in your driveway, drinking a beer, or you're doing some yard work, you come inside, grab it. It's, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it is. I cannot complain. Probably one of the better German-style pilsners I've had, I would say. There's a 24 bottle check-ins on Untapped, and that averages to a 3.98, so almost a 4 on, for the bottle. Oh, but nice. people that do the tasters only give it a 3.58 those 20 readings yeah i i definitely like the new update from tapped where they separate the the scoring out you can break it down it also has 71 ratings for draft and that's a 3.88 there they also just added a feature where you you can now message people through untapped oh you have to have like the newest update but yeah there's like a little thing in the corner where you can Send messages. Send it's messages. almost like Instagram, where I just found that out randomly. They could send <laughs> yeah. messages. And I had like three or four messages pending. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't know I could do this. All right, let's see if I can find it. I mean, I did find it on the computer. But the new Ober Pafals. I sent you a message. I don't know if it'll pop up or what. I was just testing it. Because <laughs> uh, I said I could. Oh, they have one. It's uh, Russian Imperial Coffee Stout and Cacao Nibs. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one. There was three available at the store I went to. And, yeah. And one was the Hellas, one was this, and I don't remember what the third one was, but it didn't seem like anything too extraordinary. Yeah. All their beers seemed pretty standard. Well, I'll go ahead and select the serving style of bottle. That way my numbers count for the bottle. Mm-hmm. I'll say flavor profile. I say Chris. Oh, I just got your message. Popped up. <laughs> <laughs> Took some time. Uh, it was crisp, it was clean, it was light. Well, I'm not was... connected to the Wi-Fi, so maybe that's... Uh, maybe took a little bit of uh, effort. Because it's taking a little time to pop up the... Yeah. All right, middle of the road and Brewery Pioneer and Crisp as Day are my check-ins. That's, uh works for me. So what did you give it? I'm just now hitting the check-in button. <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. Oh. Um, I, I, I tend to fall into the trap where I I rate beers by the way that I drink beer, not yeah. the way that I drink that style of beer. Okay. And so uh, it is roughly close to what their average is, so I don't feel terrible about it. Yeah. But uh, as far as lagers go, I would probably grab this again for sure. Or I see it out at a restaurant. I'm like, I'll take if one of those. If you're in for in in the mood for a lager that right. day, right? If I'm if I'm in South Bend and you know I have a conference or something, I'm not gonna grab heavy yeah uh, IPAs and just you know grab a beer just to sit back and enjoy. Yeah, I'll probably do this because it was like five percent or something. Like yeah, that. five point two. Not bad. I gave it a three point seven five. I I was almost to a four, but like you're saying, this isn't like my go-to beer, mm-hmm. but it is great for the style. It's almost a five as far as German lagers go. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really fault it for anything there. 
but I just knocked it down just because it's not something that I would typically want to drink. But I'm, I mean, when it comes to the time that I want a German lager, I definitely this is one I would, I would reach for because it's really good. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's a little, little aftertaste, but but it's not horrible. Right. All right, and then. Uh, before we jump to the next beer, we're going to talk about some social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while we're going through that, we're going to prepare for the next beer anyways. And we are looking at Sagatuck Brewing Company, Oak Wizard. Ooh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it is uh, It is a pretty uh, pretty tasty one. I uh, went ahead and sampled. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure that, it, you know, if I didn't like it, then you guys wouldn't like it. So... On a break, be right back, <laughs> enjoy the show. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content and previous episodes, and that is currently at patreon.com slash drinkandgeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, now we are back with Oak Wizard. It's dark. It is a lot darker than I was expecting, but I mean, it is oak, so I don't know why I was surprised. (laughs) And it's brown ale. Yeah. An oak-aged imperial brown ale with tons of oaky, woody flavors. The base brown malt profile provides a huge caramel coffee and chocolate body with minimal hop bitterness matched perfectly with the complex flavor profile of the oak chips. Coming in at 7% ABV, 25 IBUs. A little bit about Saga Tuck. We have had them on... But I thought like, we did, but I can't remember. Yeah. We haven't. I don't think it was a full episode. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. But we did have uh, a strange. I think I brought in the blueberry maple. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because so. I was looking through the beer ratings. I was like, I don't see the name anywhere. Yeah, All right. I that's right. The Saga Brewing Company features a large pub with an extensive food menu and sixteen taps, along with hired cider, wine, and a seasonal patio for outdoor dining. The newest feature to be added to the Sagatuck Brewing Company is known as the Barrel Room, a second tap room located in the same building, just down the hall from the main pub. The Barrel Room provides customers with a close look into our barrel aging program, along with 15 rotating taps of along with 15 rotating taps of specialty and barrel aged beers, small plates, and tons of games. Games? Uh, like trivia games, I'm guessing? Uh, or, or board games. Yeah, I guess. I think There's a lot of breweries do that now. Yeah. Where they just have a stack of yeah. like Monopoly in the corner. Donated games. Absolutely. That's fun. All right. So this is Oak Wizard. I picked Oak Wizard because uh, I was at the the brewery. Uh, not brewery. I was at the, the liquor store. I was going to say, you went to the Sagatuck? That would be awesome. I'm planning on going. It's in Michigan. I was going to say, it's not that far. No, it's not. It's it's enjoyable. It's closer to which we were living in. That's <laughs> true. Now we're going two hours farther away. Uh, but I I went there and I was talking to the guy. I was like, dude, I need something IPA, hazy, New England. <laughs> and he showed me the section that they had. And I was like, 
oh, this one that I found is awesome, and it's going to be used on next week's episode. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now i got to find a different beer, because this is an out beer, because this is the uh, thing I got for the next episode was in Massachusetts. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need in-beer. Let me go to the in-beer section. Well, this wasn't exactly in the in-beer section, but it's close close enough that they just group them all together. And I was like... considered local for whoops. Yeah. Even though it's not. And I was like, oh, whatever, like, I can't find anything. And then I looked, and I'm like, ooh, Saga Tuck's good. <gasps> Oak Wizard! <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, like, you can play mages in Final Fantasy 1. The Red Mage, the White Mage, the Black Mage, those are all wizards. So and he's got, like, a little red hat on. Yeah, and that's orange. basically what they had. So, yeah, it was, it was perfect. I was like, yeah, we're doing this. Absolutely. So we're, we got ourselves a 12-ounce bottle, just like the other one. It's a little thinner. It's taller. It's taller, thinner, but it's... Same amount of fluids, am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a little the this one's short and fat because it's got gnomes on it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a little short and fatty, uh, but we have the Sagatuck uh, logo on there and the uh, one-eyed wizard, the yeah, that, Cyclops that wizard. Weird. Why does he have one eye? He's a Cyclops. <laughs> uh, we got green in the background. Uh, yeah, little, the night sky. Whatever those thing is bubbling. It's not a Bunsen, but it's a uh, yeah. It's one of those. Uh, Vials that <laughs> yeah, the circ- uh, like the potions are usually yeah. you'd find it in a po- apothecary. Apothecary. I think that's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, so it has the ABV and the IBUs in there. And it's got a little blue moon up there. Oh, look at that. Yeah, this this wizard dude is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's way different than the bottle I found on Beer Advocate. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. I don't have it pulled up anymore, but I know it looked way different. Yeah, that dude, he's riding the waves. <laughs> and he's he has both his eyes. So it is definitely a little bit different. But overall, I think that... Um, I don't know. I can't... I, I would like to say I like it better than the other bottle. It's not as creative as the other bottle, but it's simple, and I like simple. Yeah, and it, I think the brewery name is, like, front and center, which yeah. is nice, where you have to kind of search... Who makes this? Is this Indiana or not? Yeah, you have no idea, but Sagatuck, made in Michigan. It's right there, front and center. So, can't be mad about it. All right, we take a look at the color of it. It's like a dark brown. It has a nutty brown, uh, 33, 34 on the color scale. I'm like way up at 20 because I was like, oh, that's what brown nails are, but this is an oak age one, so it's way down there. Is somewhere I lost everything. <laughs> it just kind of disappeared on me. Oh yeah, we started. We threw in more images, but we didn't haven't labeled them yet because <laughs> we got a bunch of pink beers recently. Uh, Captain Reynolds brown coat. Yeah, that's that's very fitting. Uh, or Vivi's staff in Final Fantasy Nine. But is that brown too? Is brown staff? Mm-hmm. Have to add some Final Fantasy ones on here. I haven't well, played the game, so I'm gonna have to do that so I can, you know, be a part of this. I know. I just added things that I knew. Yeah. That's so what I was like, uh, Pale. If there's something from Game of Thrones I'm missing, add it for me because I don't know what anybody's color is on that. Show. Well, I probably have to do that. Yeah. For him. Uh. With you know, child. He's yeah. Either on Instagram or <laughs> hanging out with his family. All right. So we can agree on Captain Reynolds. Yeah, I think so. Sounds good to me. Ooh. Good old sniffer. I'm giving her a sniff in it. I smell the oak. Smell the chocolate. Name the chocolate. I was going to say coffee, but I was like, no, it's not coffee. Yeah, definitely smell the chocolate. chocolate. It is one of my favorite parts about opening this one up. Mm-hmm. But 
Oh, that smells like cacao! <laughs> Get those nibs in there. Yep. Um, first thought is I can kind of smell a hint of the barrel, mm-hmm. the oak barrel. So it's just like, ah, I can smell it. It's just a hint. Is it gonna? It. Is it gonna fight me? But it, I put the chocolatey and the oakies. The, the, yeah, it's, it's gonna definitely be. I think wonderful. All right, let's go for it. Yeah, I definitely get a hint of that barrel on the. Mm-hmm. But it's not overwhelming. Flavor. But no, it's not like crazy like some of these air barrel ones are. Mm-hmm. I can taste the caramel at the back end. Mm-hmm. It's like a chocolatey caramel bite. It's not know. as chocolatey as I, I was yeah. anticipating based on the smell. It kind of tastes like a Rolo. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Because you think, oh, Rolos are all chocolate. You're going to be mm-hmm. good. But it's got the hint of caramel in the mm-hmm. middle. It's actually pretty good. Uh, according to the Beer Advocates, it's a 3.8 out of 5 with... 30, oh, 83, sorry, 83 ratings. And the histogram says people usually give it around uh, 3.75. Putting in my image before I forget. Um, Rate beer, there's 27 ratings. Overall, 52. Style, 65. And the average is 3.23 out of 5. I'm not really seeing a whole lot of funny comments. Just a lot of things like, oh, yeah, this is like my first one from them. Not bad. Uh, oh, coffee, good. <laughs> Chocolate, all right. Uh, I think my first one was the Starburst or something like that. That one was really good. My first from Saga Tuck, uh, first recorded one, because I think I had a taster of one at like one of the festivals. But my first one that I remember actually tasting from them was the Neapolitan. Oh, yeah. That one's good too. I, I yeah. had that one. Had that one, and then immediately afterwards looked for all Saga Tuck that I could find. I found <laughs> the, uh, the blueberry maple stout. That was amazing. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I gotta yeah, have it on good. the show. Yeah, the, the Starburst wheat I had at a beer tasting. So mm-hmm. I've never actually had a full one. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. It might have just been good because I had like 30 other beers <laughs> before <laughs> it. But yeah. I remember, I think I had a, like a. A fiery sriracha pepper <laughs> pepper one at like New uh, Brewhaven a couple years back, mm-hmm. and I thought that was Saga Tuck, but I couldn't remember. I'm not sure. I can picture the, the there's a bottle that looks like a sriracha bottle, but it's a beer bottle, like yeah. a bomber. I don't know who, who makes it. I don't know, I don't but know. it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, let's pull this bad boy up on Untapped. Mm. Um, right, we do that too. Usually, pales doing that. Pale, where are you? <laughs> All right, is a 3.7 with about 10,000 ratings. I don't have a specific number on that. It just says 10K ratings. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, it's 10,128 ratings. You have to actually click on it. To oh, come pull on. Up details. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. 10,128. Well, it's about to be 10,030. Yep. I have a friend who checked it in, and let me guess, it's... Mr. Gone V6? Yeah, Mr. Gone V6. <laughs> he gave it a 4.25. He's He was thrilled with this one. He got it because of a friend, and he liked it. Jason Voorhees? Yep. I didn't want to name drop anybody. <laughs> got it from uh, at Crip, Camp Crystal Lake. Nice. But, yeah, that's a decent rating. 
had this last night. I'm pretty sure I liked it too. So if you're ever in the Douglas, Michigan area, maybe one day I'll visit that area. I hope to. We have plenty of breweries to visit around here. I know. That's why I'm like, before <laughs> I go venturing out of this territory. Yeah, we definitely have... 90-ish more to go. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my wife have been doing like a checklist. Like, I can't. I can't even. Yeah. I think we're going downtown today. Uh, Sun King, uh, St. Joseph's, that yeah, area. City. Yeah. I want to go to Metazoa. I'm going to see if she's going to be cool with that. I mean, puppies. I don't know why she wouldn't be. Yeah. But gee, there's a lot. I We've even, we broke it down by section of the cities. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, let's get this bad boy checked in. Check it in right now. Use my photo just so I get a bonus. A bonus. Uh, we had it in bottle. There we go. I'm just going to check it in. Alright, I'll go first. You went first last time. Okay. I gave it a four. Ooh. I really I mean the more I drink it, the more the chocolate is coming out and the mm-hmm. less of the oak barrel that I'm noticing. And it's I mean, I like browns. I I'm they're not like my favorite or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more into the darker beers and Yeah. Yeah, this one's actually really good. I'm I'm pretty happy about drinking this one today. Yeah, browns are usually a good stepping stone to get into mm-hmm. porters and stouts, and so it's always like that first beer that I tell people, yeah, just go grab a brown. Yeah, because it's got those notes, but it's not yeah. a, as extreme as a stout or a porter. Yeah, I gave it a 4.25. I went with the Mr. Gone V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is quality. Uh, I like chocolate. <laughs> it is a sweet tooth problem mm-hmm. of mine. <laughs> and as for brown ales, this is one of the better brown ales that I've had. You know, take the chocolate out of it. It is yeah. uh, really it smooth. Is. It is smoky, oaky, barreled, but it's not overpowering. And it's, it doesn't feel like we're choking on alcohol, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of these bourbon barrels are Because all, it's only 7%. It's not like yeah. 11. Can't really tell that it's 7%. Yeah. I think, I feel like this is closer to 5, just like yeah, the last beer that does. we had. doesn't seem as high. But it says Imperial on that, which has made me expect it to be more alcohol yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. I wonder if there's a just a standard wizard, like yeah, without being oak barrel aged or whatever. It's probably called something else, but yeah, usually they would say like this is our oak variant or something. Yeah, because I'd be curious to have it with not the barrel, just to compare. If I could spell. <laughs> Like, I, I'm struggling here. Oh, I missed the A. That's why. I was like, oh, I missed an A somewhere. I like that you're doing it on your phone when there's a laptop right in front of you. Yeah, I don't want all the clicks to register. All right, so Sagatuck is the brewery. Um, yeah, let's check out their beers. You would think there's probably just a brown ale that's basically... This, yeah, they have the, the Bonfire Brown, Yeah, which I've had before. It's pretty good. Oak Wizard is there. The Serrano Pepper Ale. That's the one we had at okay. the festival. That's what it was. The Serrano. Yeah. I've had that bonfire one. Yeah. We've had it before. I feel like it was on one of our other things that we did. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything specific to that. I wonder if it has any type of connection to the bonfire. Yeah. Probably. Probably similar undertones, just doctored up 
for this. Yeah, that one has more of a smoky mm-hmm. aspect to it, where this one has the oaky. Smoky yeah. and oaky. Smoky and oaky. Alright, well this turned out to be a pretty good episode. I would say so. I do like the music ones. I'm just hoping that it holds up to <laughs> the other music episodes. Yeah. I'm not sure the popularity of Mario and Zelda is the same as Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. They've been around the same amount of time. Right, right, right. I think we could probably do one on uh, Star Fox. I'm not really... I've played the GameCube one, which isn't really a flying game. That's mm-hmm. a weird offshoot game. I haven't really... I don't own any of the other Star Fox games, but... Sounds good. All right, we're going to end this episode really quick with a uh, fun fact. Oh, fun fact. Since we started... We just mentioned the Star Fox. Falcons, or Falcos? Falco. Falco's last name is Lombardi. Lombardi. <laughs> That's fun. All right, so from here at the other location of the Drinking Geek Out (laughs) Studios, one of many, uh, drink up and geek out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.